Good afternoon. This is Chicky Fitzgerald with the Executive Girlfriends Group, and it is Friday, February 10th, and we are coming to you actually from the Florida State Fairgrounds, so if you hear any unusual noises in the background, uh, that would account for it. Um, my guest today, uh, it, well, I don't think she's an author, but I, I found her through a very, very unusual uh, way, and, and normally I find our guests by, you know, walking into Barnes & Noble and finding a great book on the shelf and, uh, you know, trying to get in touch with the author. But uh, uh, actually, we're in the midst of building uh, a new company. For those of you who know me well, you know I can't sit still without starting at least one company a year. And the current company that we're working on uh, has, at its very core, giving back. And I had found an amazing graphic on a, a um a photo website and had purchased it about a month ago, but had forgotten where I had found it. And so I set Patty, who is our executive producer, off on this mission to find me this graphic. And lo and behold, we found that Gina, our guest today, Gina Lemos, uh, was using it on her site. And if I started reading her story, you know, at first I had just asked Patty to get in touch with her to try to see if, uh, you know, she knew whether it was a font or, or, you know, whether we could get in touch with the artist. But as I read down through her bio, I said, Patty, we need to have her on the show. So welcome, Gina. I am so glad we found you. And uh, why don't you just give us a little bit of your thumbnail background and then we'll just dive right in. Sure. Well, thank you so much, Chickie. I, I'm just so grateful to be here and speaking with everyone today and and so blessed that you you found my website. Um, yeah, I, I am not an author yet. I am actually in the process of writing a book of, about my life and about the things that I've learned and a little bit more in depth than what I go to into on my blog. Um, but yeah, my my background is um, you know there's a lot. It was pretty interesting. I I grew up as so many of us did in in a very dysfunctional household. And uh, as you know, I mentioned some of this on my blog. There was a lot of violence and verbal abuse. Um, I, I maintained a, a straight A average in school. I was a great student, always very smart. Um, but it eventually it got to me. And uh, around the age of 12, I started drinking. Um, by the time I was 14, my grades had fallen into the pits, you know, C's, D's, incompletes. Uh, and and because of uh, the male influence in my life, which was not good, my my father and my brother, I was very hungry for male attention. I had very low self-esteem, even though I came off as confident um, inside. I I really believe that I was just needing that affection. Um, so of course that led me to relationships that were bad, as it does with a lot of us. And uh, at 17, I just I decided I wanted to start working, making money so I could get away from my, my household and my family. So I took my proficiency exam a year early, got out of school. Um, so really, you know, I had an 11th grade education. Um, and at that time, I had been dating someone for a couple of years. I got pregnant, unfortunately, um, and had to make a huge decision. The hardest decision of my life was what was I going to do? Um, was I going to give up my dreams, my hopes? I, I had big dreams back then. I had started making great contacts to pursue a dancing career, uh, started meeting a lot of famous people and people who could really get me in the right doors. So I, I had to make a huge decision, you know, give that all up and have my son 
um, or, you know, give him up for adoption, having been a child of adoption and not ending up in a great household, that scared me. Um, and the alternative was, you know, not something that I would consider. So I, I had my son, um, because of a lot of what I went through, of course, I, I had a lot of rage and bitterness. I had a hard time trusting people, and it was very hard for me to make friends. I, I really had only a couple of friends, uh, truth be told. <laughs> and But but yet I still I maintained some sort of sense that there was something more for me. There was something out there. Uh, and I just had to find my way and figure out what it was. And, you know, the, the good and bad sometimes play together. Um, and obviously it did with me because my childhood, as bad as it was, made me strong. And in a lot of ways it made me very fearless. So I, I really just kind of dug my heels in, did my best at work, but it was just, you know, dead-end jobs. And uh, I was just tired of really barely getting by, barely being able to pay bills for me and my son, not having any savings and knowing, you know, that if, God forbid, something happened, what would we do? So um, I, I really just kept at it, and I, I found a job that would allow me to cut back on my hours so I'd have more time for him and make more money, but I had no experience in it. So I actually uh, put my name in, put in my applications for three times for the same job, and finally got it. The, the manager finally said, you know, I figured even though you don't have the experience, you obviously have a lot of tenacity, and you're you're willing to try out for this three times, so I'm going to give you a chance. Well, that really changed a lot for me. It, it made me realize that I enjoyed having more freedom, being more uh, almost self-employed because it was a commission-only position, and you kind of made your own hours. Um, and I enjoyed being paid what I felt I was worth. I was a hard worker. So at that point, you know, I decided to get into real estate. Um, I started working in the mortgage business. Actually, I got my real estate license, started in the mortgage business, and I got married at 26. Well, that's when kind of everything came bubbling, you know, and came to a head because when you're married, it's a lot different. And as we all know, you know, you can't just stop dating. You can't stop being married. Uh, so I, I kind of had to deal with my issues at that point. And we started going to counseling uh, begrudgingly. I'll admit I went. <laughs> and uh, But, I, you know, I started to, to understand a few more things. Still, the light bulb wasn't really turning on. Um, and it was tough because my husband and I worked together. We started flipping houses together with my real estate background and mortgage background, and he came from the construction industry. It was perfect. And that's where we really made our way. That's where we made a lot of our money. Um, we're great at saving. We, we put a lot of money aside, uh, which has enabled us to start our two existing businesses. And we achieved a lot of financial success, but yet I was still empty. I was still unhappy in a lot of ways. I still felt like so much was missing. And I started doing something. I started studying happy people. I started looking at the people around me, who was happy, who was popular or well-liked, I should say, by other people. And I started to really understand what it was that drew people to them and, and why they were happy. 
Um, you know, along the way, I watched a lot of Dr. Phil and Oprah, <laughs> and uh, you know that always helps. <laughs> but I, I started to see myself and others that had the same struggles, and I started to realize that I had let all of that control me. I had let it change me, and not in a good way. Um, and so I really started to dig in and peel back the layers and, and do the work that was necessary. And I actually really evaluated myself objectively for the first time. I looked at what everybody had been telling me, people's reaction to you know my rage and, and how I behaved and how I my attitude was. Um, and it, it really, everything just kind of came together at the same time and created the perfect uh, good storm, really, uh-huh. uh, through through a series of circumstances in starting a, a new business. Um, I started being introduced to more personal development books and audio tapes. And, you know, I had heard about them before, but I always was one of those people that kind of poo-pooed it, and, you know, didn't really think that, that it had anything to offer. But I started to realize it, it was real. I mean, this, it, there was something to it, and I noticed a common thread. I noticed that these people all had a positive attitude, and I realized that I had to shift my perception of what happened, of my childhood and my life. Um, because you know reality is nothing more than your perception, you know two people mm-hmm. can live the same thing and and have a completely different perception of the situation right and and I understood i you know I couldn't change what is I couldn't change what had happened um and I, all I could change was the way I saw it, and it was amazing that the the more I changed myself and my attitude, the more others changed towards me. The, the more that they started reacting to me differently. Um, and, and I really had a big shift in my perception of the world in general from a me perception of, you know, my world, what was going on with right. me and my life and you know, what was right or what was wrong to we, to the fact that there was so much more out there, um, so many people with, you know, struggles that made mine seem minute and it's so insignificant and it's it's really been an ongoing process uh, believe it or not one of the biggest revelations that I had was when I uh, working in real estate I was out in LA showing property very very uh, you know low income area not real safe but that's was you know an area where my clients wanted to look and I found two beautiful dogs that had been abandoned and honestly, it it was just an eye-opening experience for me in so many ways. Um, and I've written about about that, you know, on my different blogs. But they they really made me realize um, things about myself. Believe it or not, <laughs> one of the dogs I could so identify with. That's sad to say, but. <laughs> Very true. And I I started to understand that every single one of us has a purpose. We are not just here to to live and work and then die and that's it. And finding it is so great, realizing, you know, your purpose and how you can make a difference Mm -hmm. and understanding that you can even though you're only one person. So what gave you you that clarity? Yes. What got you to that place of clarity? 
Yes. Yeah. And I I I, I got to that point um, in bringing them home, realizing that uh, one of them was very afraid. She she has some fear aggression, and understanding that she was a very sweet animal, but people perceived her as bad, as dangerous, <laughs> you know, as vicious. Um, But really it was like a parallax view because she saw them as something that she needed to be fearful of even though there, you know, there was no danger even when someone meant her no harm. And I realized that that's how I lived my life. I, I perceived the world as ugly and scary and that people were going to hurt me. Um, So I, I became her. I became this, angry person who lashed out, who put up walls, who, you know, kept people away with my with my rage and, and with my attitude. And uh really I even though inside I knew I was a good person. I knew that you know, that that wasn't who I wanted to be. So it was a big, big eye opener for me, but it also made me realize how much need there was, you know, how many dogs are abandoned right now because of the financial crisis in our country and um, how many owners are literally just leaving them and and that there's a need there. Wow. So, yeah, it it just did open my mind and my heart in so, so many ways. Um, And it's just, it's made a huge difference in my life. And and we still have her to this day. Uh, That's Um, amazing. And and has she, uh, has she relaxed and and gotten more comfortable around people and, and gotten over her fears? Yes, she she is getting better. You know, we're we've worked with her a lot. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a process. It's something that we just are going to have to continually do. Uh, but she has gotten a lot lot better. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I have the the dog whisperer to thank <laughs> from Milan for for a lot of how we've been able to help her and work with her. Um, but she, you know, she took to me and she trusted me and it was never an issue with me or my family. Right. And um, that was a big deal, too, because I thought, wow, this this dog can see something in me <laughs> that right. maybe I can't even see in myself all the time. You know, well, I think it's interesting what you bring out about, uh, you know, your orientation had been about yourself and, and logically so from a self-preservation standpoint, it's mm-hmm. hard hard to be focused and and I go through this same thing uh, and have just had recent dialogue with my children about this that and particularly my son who grew up uh, his first three years of his life in an orphanage Mm -hmm. and it was all about self-preservation and and he wasn't abused but neither was he you know loved and and feeling uh, nurtured so um, you know it's so interesting And, and actually this ties right in to our guest last week who was talking about building building trust and becoming a, a customer-centric company, and it all has to do with being willing to suspend disbelief or to put your beliefs from your past behind you. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just very interesting how this thread all comes together. And, 
you know, again, I want to share with our listeners that uh, when I came across Gina, it was I, I landed on her blog, and again, it was because this graphic that I was in search of was there, and you know, this is just how God uh, just weaves people together, and I'm just always amazed. But Gina had had put something on her blog, and I don't know whether it was like the title of the whole blog because I'm not looking at my system right now, or whether this was just a particular post, but it was a a uh, a mantra out to people about uh, instead of expecting gifts for special occasions to instead allow people to give. And uh, as I mentioned, the reason why I'm looking for this graphic is because uh, my company is just starting to build out a travel website where we're giving back 5% of the profits of the website back uh, to the charity of choice for our partners. And you know, so the whole give, give more, give back, uh, you know, is mm-hmm. right at the core of that. So when I saw your note, I thought, wow, um, you know, this this is just such an amazing, uh, again, a point of clarity where you get to a place and you see, yeah, uh, you know, we've always been so self-focused. And, you know, after just having come off Christmas, uh, you know, again, we've got small children, so <laughs> Christmas is still a huge deal in our house. Right. But uh, it was just so refreshing. So, Gina, oh, talk about that, that movement, because you really describe it as something that you hope will take off as an actual movement, as opposed to just, you know, one woman's thoughts in a blog on a, right. you know, a, a right. sunny, sunny Thursday afternoon or whenever it, you wrote it. Exactly. I've, you know, I've tried to syndicate that and, and get it out to as uh-huh. many mediums as I can because I really do hope that people will take it and, and run with it. Um, I, I just honestly believe that if every person did just a little bit, we could solve so many problems. We could, you mm-hmm. know, there wouldn't be poverty. There wouldn't be right. um, abuse to a large extent. There wouldn't be people struggling and suffering. And right. it just needs to there there needs to be more of it and i i honestly think that we have such a focus in our society on celebrities and sports figures and our children are learning the wrong values because of that yeah. they're they're learning that you know if you get a ball in a hoop that makes you valuable as compared to the person who sacrifices so much to do things for other people and i think if we you know just put more focus and attention and really promoted real heroes people who are really making a difference in the world then more people would start doing it um and giving but right. i yeah the the idea came about because i uh, again you know because of oprah <laughs> You gotta love uh-huh. Oprah. Um, she had a, a show about five years ago or so called The Big Give, and the whole idea was she brought on these contestants, and they were given challenges to see who could give more. And they would sometimes give them a little bit of money, and then they would turn that into a lot of money, you know. And they'd have fundraisers and things like that. And at that time, it just it touched my heart. It, it came right at the the best time for me. Uh, when my heart was so open, and I decided that that's what I wanted to do, that every year we would have a party, and we have been calling it the big give, 
and we invite everybody we know and you know I'm Italian I come from an Italian family so we cook a lot we we make a lot of homemade food and everybody loves our food so you know that's how we entice them to come over and right. <laughs> or bribe them I guess you could say and um we just cook the whole day and this this last year our party went from I I believe about 1 in the afternoon until after midnight, um, they go long, people enjoy it, they come. And I just pick a couple of charities every year and ask people to donate even just one thing. You know, I, I typically will pick a an animal rescue and a women's shelter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I find out from each organization what they're most in need of, and I'll let my guests know in advance. And, you know, even if it's one bag of dog food or, you know, right. one hairbrush, you know, whatever yeah. they can give, there's there's no dollar amount to it. They just, you know, just bring one small thing because, every, like I said, everybody bringing one small thing and giving one small donation can add up to so much. And so I just thought, you know, on your birthday or some right. other big event, it's the perfect time to tell people, hey, look, I've got everything I need. You know, there, how, right. how many, uh, you know, coffee sets do we need or, or uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. gift cards to go out to dinner again? I mean, it, it's just really, when you think about it, there's so many people who really do desperately need something. And if we can use those big events to say, hey, don't bring something for me. Can you donate something to a charity that I really am passionate about? It just could all add up and it could be so huge. Oh, absolutely. Now you've got my mind spinning because I'm wondering whether Hallmark has a foundation because uh, mm. there could be an, an interesting tie-in with uh, you know people who go to get cards or, or to do online cards and uh, right. instead be given that option. Uh, yes. Very, very interesting. Well, Gina, I, I am just inspired by, uh, well, first of all, your story. I mean, I think that coming out of the background, um, you know, that, that you have come from. And I know many of the women who listen to the Executive Girlfriends Group have stories, and some have been told and shared with with friends, and others, they're still holding those stories inside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while they may have, have gotten ahead, uh, they still carry some of those things inside and, um, you know, haven't been right. able to to find their rescue puppy <laughs> right. that, uh, you know, that helps them work through those things. And I'm, I'm just so uh, grateful that you shared your story with us and, and just for your transparency and your openness. And, mm, you. Uh, you know, I, I am hoping that you and I can uh, have some further chats uh, so I can, you know, bring you into the loop on the various things that we are doing, Absolutely. but also to to let the Executive Girlfriends Group know how we can support what you're doing because I think, you know, as a, as a movement, it is uh, incredibly worthwhile. And thank you. You know, we've got a lot of really, really influential uh, women in this group, uh, both in the travel industry. I would say about half of our people. Uh, come from the travel industry simply because that's my background and that's my network. Um, And then we have women from really all walks of life. We've got entrepreneurs. We've got people who are in between jobs. uh, We've got people who, you know, work for small businesses that that aren't necessarily terribly well-funded, all the way up to, you know, senior executives with American Mm -hmm. Express and Wyndham and 
you know, other major firms. So, uh, Gina, where do you uh-huh. live? I I live in Yorba Linda, which is in Orange County, California. Oh, okay. And okay. Um, yeah, I've lived lived in Southern California my whole life. Born in L.A. and we moved to Orange County when I was uh, just just about to turn six. So I've been here uh-huh. a long time. <laughs> Okay, well, terrific. Well, I'm actually uh, going to be out in L.A. Uh, sometime in the next two months, so I will make sure that, oh. that we get together. And, that would be uh, great. In, in the meantime, I'll give you a follow-up call. But would you share with our listeners um, how they can get a hold of you? Sure. Um, yeah, you can access my, my website or the blog that we've been talking about today, which is getrealblog.com, and it's R-E-E-L. Um, it it's, stands for Resources to Empower Entrepreneurs and Leaders, and um, uh, my contact information is on there. Uh, also, you can just email me direct at gina at ocrealestateandloans.com. Uh, or or by phone, I'm happy to take phone calls at 714-721-6024. So I'm very accessible. Um, So any any of those ways would be great. Well, that's terrific. And for those of you in the Executive Girlfriends Group, Gina's information will be accessible on the Executive Girlfriends Group private platform. Uh, so if you're listening to this while you're uh, out jogging or driving and, and don't have a pen to write it down, uh, it's G-I-N-A. And Gina, is it L-E-M-O-S? Yes. Your last name? Okay, yes. so you can just ther- search for her on the Executive Girlfriends Group site under uh, Explore People, and you will find all of her contact information there as well. And uh, I will be... Uh, getting with Gina to figure out how the Executive Girlfriends Group might be able to help her further her movement. And so watch for uh, for our various communications with you in our monthly newsletter. Gina, thank you so much. And, and I do want to give uh, a chance to those who are listening live if, if they have any comments or, sure. or questions for you. Sure. So, well, thank you. Uh, and again, guys, I can't I can't see my uh, my normal platform since I'm sitting out here in a picnic table at the fairgrounds. But uh, just speak up if you if you have anything for Gina. Okay, everybody's quiet. That means they got <laughs> everything they needed. We always like that too. Well, Gina, thank you so so much. And I'm going to stop the oh, recorded no. portion of the call. We do uh, take some time after our speaker to just uh, catch up with one another and uh, just share sharing uh, bits of our life from business and home and and uh, sure. everything else. So, well, thank you so much for having me. And right on cue, we have the, uh, that must go off every half hour. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for putting up with me being outside today. And for our listeners, I hope you were able to hear Gina okay. So uh, bear with me one second while I stop the recording. Hang on. Sure. 